Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Most of the vegetable after harvest is still alive. That's kind of like surprising, right? Because they're, they're still able to breathe and, and lost moistures. And those uh, really can trigger the decay process. I'm Dalia Colon, and this is The Zest. Citrus, seafood, Spanish flavor, and Southern charm. The Zest celebrates cuisine and community in the Sunshine State. The struggle is real. I'm talking about keeping produce fresh. But today, help is here. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Moldy raspberries, mushy avocados, that slimy bag of kale... Today, we're getting advice for how to keep produce fresh. My guest is Dr. T. Liu, an assistant professor in the University of Florida's Horticultural Sciences Department. He addresses common conundrums like where to store tomatoes, how to keep bananas from browning so quickly, the bane of my existence, and a better way to shop for herbs. Today, we're talking about how to keep produce, fruits, vegetables, herbs, fresh. And I posted on Facebook that I would be speaking to you. And I now have a Google Doc with three pages of questions for you. So this is a really hot topic. And I apologize if we don't get to anyone's question. But clearly, people have a lot to say about this. I spoke to your IFAS colleague a few months ago, Dr. Maria Portelos-Rometo, about how to save money on groceries. So before we even talk about how to keep produce fresh, do you have any general tips when we're at the grocery store to prevent this food waste on the front end? Yeah, that's that's, um, really a great question because I'm actually teaching an undergrad course on uh, fighting food waste and loss. So uh, in general speaking, uh, it's really important to prevent this happen. For instance, if you go to the grocery store, you can generate a smart shopping list. So those are helping you kind of reduce the the vegetable and and, uh, fruit that you purchase from the store. And then that's really can also helping you reduce number of vegetable you're going to buy from the store. So, and then once you're purchased those uh, vegetable store, then either um, consume that sooner or uh, don't keep the vegetable and fruit in the refrigerator for a very long time. Okay. Consuming it sooner is always good. I have half a bag of Brussels sprouts in my refrigerator right now, but they're not my first choice. I don't want to eat them. There's always something I want to eat sooner than that. But let's go through some of the questions that people wrote in with. Shelly wants to know, in general, what should go in the refrigerator and what should stay on the counter? So that's, you know, depending on what type of vegetable and fruit, a lot of uh, fruit can be uh, stored in the refrigerator. Um, but certain type of vegetables, and those those are uh, particularly in, in sub, subtropical or tropical fruit or vegetable, they're actually very sensitive to the cold condition, which is when under the chilling condition, they will develop chilling injury. So, for instance, you, you see some of the squash, you store 
for a few days and they will develop those dark spots or, or liquidish. Those really can, can trigger the decay. Uh, some other uh, vegetable or fruit, for instance, like tomato, it's uh, when you fridge those tomatoes, actually they reduce the flavor. So they will probably have ideas when you keep the tomato in the fridge for a few days and then they just don't taste like, you know, regular tomatoes. It's, it's lost their flavors. In general, a lot of uh, berries you can store in the refrigerators, strawberries or, or blueberries. But some uh, vegetables like squash, like I mentioned earlier, tomatoes or, you know, even banana, probably not a good idea to keep in the fridge. Uh, that's also can devolve those uh, chilling symptoms. All right, let's go through some other questions. My colleague, Delina Miller, as well as Stephanie and Lauren, we got a lot of questions around rinsing or not rinsing? Should we rinse? When should we rinse? How do we dry the produce? Can you talk about that? Yeah, so rinse is also it's, it's a tricky because when you rinse the, or, or wash the vegetable and fruit, they also uh, increase moistures or humidities for vegetable and fruit. And those you know, humidities can um, basically, it's a favorable condition for, for a pathogen to grow. However, some vegetable food, they're already kind of dirty or has been applied by pesticides. So that will be a good way actually you washed it um, before you put it into the refrigerators. If you washed it, then you should wrap it into a paper towel or reduce those moisture conditions or some of the vegetable food. You don't, you don't wash them until you're kind of ready to eat. So then you can have different, different ways to store them. This is so tricky because you want it to be convenient to make the healthy choice. So if I put pre-rinsed apples and grapes in my fridge, I'm more likely to eat it. My family's more likely to eat it. If it's like a whole chore to, to rinse it right when we're ready to use it, I may not eat it at all. Yeah, exactly. So so that's, I think, is if you're ready to eat it, then maybe it's good to to wash them right before you put in the fridge, um, but don't keep them for a longer time in, in the refrigerators. And I know what you mean about certain foods. You do want to wait until you're ready to use them. I'll give you an example. I packed my kids' lunches for school the night before, but I prep the strawberries in the morning because strawberries get kind of slimy and not very appealing after they've been rinsed and sitting for a while. Do you have any other advice on berries? You touched on this earlier, but how do we keep them from getting moldy and slimy? Yeah, berries, you know, is different. For instance, you want some very tasty and, and fresh. Maybe it's good just purchase from the farm's market. That uh, has very um, relative short shelf life but it's usually uh, much tastier uh, than, than the one you purchase from the grocery store. But once you purchase from, for instance, grocery store, um, you may have different way to storage the, for, for instance, some of the berries, you can separate them in the different part of the refrigerators. A lot of the berries we purchase, they are actually in the clamshells. So, the, so that means they're, they're already being separate. So in other words, don't mix the, those vegetable and fruit together because certain Fruit or vegetables are sensitive to temperatures or sensitive to uh, other uh, conditions. Okay, you talked about maybe storing the berries on their own and not mixing them with other produce. How should we store them? Amy and my colleague Jessica Mazaros had some thoughts on should we be using Tupperware, plastic wrap, Ziploc bags, beeswax, foil? What do you do? If if I'm going to the grocery store with you 
and you've got your bag of fruits and vegetables, you take them out and then what do you do from there? Yeah, I think it's, it's important to, to, to separate them in, you know, put in the different part of the refrigerator. Uh, for instance, the bottom of the fridge, you have those uh, chambers for vegetable and fruit. That would be a good place to, to, to keep them. You brought up the drawer, the chamber at the bottom of the refrigerator that's set aside for fruits and vegetables. And we got a lot of, this was a hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wendy called it the drawer of death. My colleague Carrie Sheridan called it the rotter. I think Wendy called it the drawer of death because she's a nutritionist and a dietitian. I happen to know. And when people put things in there, they don't see it and then they end up not eating it and it goes bad. So, so what is the point of that drawer and is that really the best place to get us to eat the fruits and veggies? You know, the drawer is it's, it's a very good place to separate vegetable and fruit uh, from other groceries because certain vegetable and, and fruit you don't want to put together because they some fruit, what we call um, climateric fruit or non-climateric fruit, those is usually because of their um, sensitive to plant hormone, we call ethylenes. Those ethylene actually is to promote ripening and promote decay process. So certain vegetable, if you mix together, it actually can promote their decay process. So certain type of vegetable should use the bottom drawer to separate them uh, because it help to reduce the mixture of the vegetables together. What's an example of a fruit or vegetable that would cause the others to ripen? Because maybe could we just put all of those together, like quarantine them in the drawer and let the rest of them hang out in the main part of the fridge? Yeah, so that's you know certain um, fruits, for instance, those those berries. Uh, grape usually is a non-climatary fruit, so that means they they don't ripen after harvest from the plants. But certain vegetable, when you harvest, they actually slowly ripen and become more mature. You know, one example is a banana, right? You you purchase usually it's a green banana, but then later on they become yellow and because that's continue even after harvest, they are continue ripen and they release those hormones to promote the ripening process. Uh, so that means if you if you mix those banana uh, with other type of vegetable fruit, you make them promoting their ripening process. Let's talk about bananas because this is the bane of my existence. I buy it on Monday, it's green, and on Wednesday, it's brown. I've tried buying them in different stages, like picking a few off of the bunch, a couple green, a couple yellow, a couple a little bit brown, but I feel like they just turn so quickly and I'm, I can't make any more banana bread or smoothies. Do you have any advice for keeping bananas under control? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people use, for instance, wraps to, to wrap those banana. Uh, you probably notice a lot of banana you purchase from store, their harvesting area, they are already wrapped. In. So you either use a uh, plastic wrap or other type of wrap. So that's a really good way to reduce their um, senescence or deterioration time. And that's also helping. That's a good tip. So again, it's about mimicking what we see the grocery store doing, because obviously they're the experts. Okay, another one is avocados. They go from hard as a rock to mushy, like overnight. So what do we do about that? Yeah, avocado is um, is a tropical fruit. Um, so, so, so that means also pretty sensitive to chilling conditions. Uh, so we don't usually keep them uh, refrigerated. 
Ray wrote in and said that when his avocados are starting to get a little bit soft, he refrigerates them to slow it down. So that's a good thing. It might have to be in like shorter time, yeah. Support comes from Adelaide Interiors. Their design team can expertly manage every detail of your renovation and remodeling project from start to finish. From bathrooms to kitchens, appliances, cabinets, countertops, flooring, and coverings. More at Adelaide.com. Marty wants to know, do organic and or local fruits and vegetables last longer? Usually the, the opposite, the, the local or organic market, they harvest uh, when they almost fully ripe. So that means their their taste usually better. Uh, however, because they're already ripe, so they ha- have relatively short shelf life. So then you have to either consume them right away or have very short uh, storage time. So how often do you grocery shop? Because if we did all of this, I feel like we would be going to the store every other day. Yeah, exactly. I think I usually once a week for for shopping. You don't have to purchase everything, but some of the vegetables can keep it in a refrigerator for a couple of days. That's usually pretty good. Um, some fresh strawberries or blueberry, you probably you want to eat like within a two or three days. So that's also you know pretty good. Have you heard of this jar method? Kiva wrote in about this and also Donna. It's where you cut up the vegetables, so maybe carrot sticks or celery, and you put them in a jar filled with water and use them as you need them. Does that actually do anything? I think, you know, jar could be a good way for storing some dried fruit. Uh, For instance, if you slice those apple and let them dry and then keep in the jar, and that would actually keep the fruit for a longer time. But those jars is still, unless the, you know, oxygen's in it, and then the vegetable and fruit still continue lose their moistures. And so, so that means they're not going to slow down their, uh, process. Um, even you store it in a, in a jar. Man. So that's just one of those TikTok trends that's a bunch of baloney. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the moisture, what do you think about those produce washes that you can buy that are specifically targeting washing produce? Yeah, I think wash is good for reduced food spoilage or reduced pesticide contamination. So that's if you kind of concern the pesticide or chemicals uh, not healthy for consumption, that I think is important to maybe wash them away. Uh, those use, you can use vinegars or you can use salt water to wash in general. But then again, if you wash them, you basically uh, increase the humidity conditions and then actually can trigger other plant pathogens growing in those vegetable and fruit. You brought up humidity. I'm from Ohio and now I live in Florida. And I do feel like food spoils faster here. I had a couple come up to me recently. They're from up north and they said, is it just us or do things not last as long on the counter here? So how does Florida's climate contribute to all of this? Well, I think as a humidity condition definitely can accelerating their decay process, you know, for instance, because most of the vegetable through the after harvest, they're, they're still alive. That's kind of like surprising, right? Because they're they're still able to breathe and, and lost moistures. And those uh, really can trigger the decay process. So imagine if those temperatures are higher or more humid conditions that actually can can accelerating those those process. 
So, so I think it's, you know, heat definitely is a problem to increase their decay process. So I'm not crazy. Is there anything we can do about that? You know, I think it's colder temperature um, or when you harvest those uh, vegetable fruit storage right away or use colder treatment. For instance, a lot of broccoli were, were produced locally or, or shipped from other places. Actually, they enter uh, hydrocooling conditions. Those are actually um, put either uh, ice slice around those broccoli to keep their temperature down quickly or really helping uh, reduce their or slow down their uh, senescence or deterioration process. So those um, treatments are definitely very helpful for transportation or, or storage. Speaking of transportation and storage, Sandy asks, is your produce really fresh in the first place? Because big warehouses store fruits and veggies in a nitrogen-rich environment. She said for up to a year or longer, I can't verify that. But are they doing things to manipulate the product so that it's not really what it would have been if we just picked it right out of the garden? I personally didn't heard their use nitrogen high conditions for storage. Um, I do visit a couple of packing house or harvesting areas. Uh, those places normally have a lot of uh, cooling chambers. Just keep those vegetables in, in the large refrigerators and then keep everything there for a longer time. And even during their processing, uh, for instance, packaging or bagging those vegetable food, they are all under the very cold conditions. So, so that means they uh, keep their temperature lower, and then so then they keep the vegetable and fruit fresh. I think that's their general practice. What are your thoughts on frozen fruit? A lot of those commercials say our our fruit is frozen fresh. It's fresher than what you'd get at the grocery store. Do you buy anything frozen? Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of uh, peas and or frozen strawberry and, and blueberry. They actually, you know, when you make smoothies or making cake, I think just just as tastes as good as uh, fresh. And Velva had a good tip because a lot of times if it puts something in the back of the fridge, it freezes. Even a salad or something will freeze if you put it in the back. But she has a heavy-duty, washable, lazy Susan that's designed for the fridge. And so she can constantly rotate what's in the front and what's in the back. And I thought that was a great idea. Okay, just a couple more questions. I wish you could come to my house and just help me every day. But do you have any specific advice around herbs? Short of having an herb garden, how can we have fresh herbs on hand? Yeah, that's a good good question. Herbs actually very sensitive to chilling conditions. So for instance, you probably don't want to fridge read it for a while. And for instance, basils are very uh, cold sensitive. So I think the best way is maybe buy the fresh or even you can have your little uh, herb gardens. That doesn't have to be like a big area, but some grocery store selling the basil in the pot or some herb in the pot so that you you only need a small amount of those herbs and for, for either seasonings or maybe why not, why not just grow them fresh so they eat the fresh. Yeah. It's a better value, probably. Sarah wants to know, what are the pros and cons of leaving vegetables peeled or unpeeled? So maybe carrots or eggplant. Does it go bad faster if we peel it or if we buy it already peeled and chopped? Yeah, so definitely there have pros and, and cons. For instance, a lot of peeled vegetables, so maybe they are easy to get oxidized. So those are basic, you lose your nutrients. 
princess a lot of vitamins or chemicals actually sensitive to oxidization. So they actually lose their, their nutrition there. Uh, however, some people will only eat those vegetables actually pre-cut it, right? Because they are fast and, you know, sooner you can eat them. And that's the only condition they can eat because don't have time to, you know, process those. So I think there's a lot of um, pre and cons for pre-cut vegetable and fruit for, for different type of vegetables. You talked about smoothies. What are some other ways to use up the fruits and vegetables that are on their way out? They're at death's door. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely make smoothies is, is, is a good way to reduce waste and loss. Um, for instance, some of you have extra uh, fruit or vegetables you, you're, you're not going to eat or, or consume right away, or they overripe the vegetable fruit, but they still no, not taste a bad. So maybe why not just make smoothies or make some, you know, liquidish drinks and, and that would help to use those vegetable and fruit rather than to throw away. Sure. Freezing it. Soups, of course, are also good. Stews where they're sort of disguised. Yeah. And I've heard for herbs, you can chop them up and put them in uh, like an ice cube tray with oil and freeze it. And then when you need a little bit of cilantro or basil, you have that ready to go. Ah, that's interesting. I, I learned it from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. We're learning from each other. All right. Last question is from Janet Keeler. And she says, this is a psychological question. Why do we buy produce and let it shrivel and rot in the fridge? Does hope spring eternal that we're going to cook and eat veggies every night of the week? What happens to our resolve? So are we just being unrealistic about how many vegetables we'll actually eat? I think that's really, you know, waste a lot because planning to buy vegetable food is really critical um, because kind of tend to buy extra, right, food or vegetables. And, and also depending on what time you are going grocery shopping. For instance, you, if you're really hungry, that would be probably you usually over <laughs> purchase more than you need it. And those conditions really can, you know, get more vegetable and fruit that kind of goes to waste. So so we have to be realistic about who we are. Yeah. If we know If we know we're going to get takeout three days a week, we shouldn't buy... The huge bag of salad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, reduce numbers or uh, budget or planning, have a smart shopping list. I think that's always helped. Well, this has been really interesting and helpful. Are there any other tips you'd like to share? I think is food waste and loss is a really, really big challenge. It's also globally, it's really important, especially when I teach this in my, my course. And then I, uh, a lot of my students um, you know, either have smart shopping way or how to reduce the a number of shopping and then they even consider for instance in the university dorm they should have smaller trees for a smaller portion so those are really i think it's important um, i think it's critical to let people uh, aware of the problem and find solution to reduce waste and loss and and then to you know uh, reduce those uh, contamination and it's really good for our environment it's also good for human and, and all the societies how did you become interested in this topic and why are you so passionate about it? I'm, you know, a um, horticulturist, so, is, so I love plants and, and, and different type of plants have different ways and the vegetable and the fruit and those are uh, very different tastes and but they also have different features for, for different senescence or, or deteriorations. So understanding those are, are really critical questions and helping to people reduce food waste, reduce loss, and and, and I think it develop our society more sustainable. I think it's important and a really uh, critical question to answer. 
Hmm. If you don't mind my asking, where did you grow up? And is there a fruit or vegetable that we should all try maybe from your childhood? I'm grown up in, in China, so there's a lot of Asian fruit and vegetables. And、um, for instance, in Florida, there's a lot of Asian market and a lot of tropical and subtropical fruit actually only produced in Florida. For instance, the、uh, uh, lychees or some durians. One of another probably、uh, people even never heard of the the fruit and, and vegetables.、It's、actually, very tasty. Um, even they have very stinky smells, but their unique flavors also have very pretty、um, unique nu- nutritional levels, and those are really、uh, kind of unique. Very cool. It's always fun to go to the market and try something new. Doctor Tilu, thank you so much. Thank、Bye-bye. you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate.、It. Tilu is an assistant professor in the University of Florida's Horticultural Sciences Department. If you're looking for ideas on how to use up all those fresh fruits, veggies, and herbs, you'll find lots of great recipes on our website, thezestpodcast.com. I'm Delia Colon. I produce the Zest with Andrew Lucas and Chandler Balcom. The Zest is a production of WUSF Public Media, copyright 2023, part of the NPR Network.